This podcast is made possible by Sage Intact and U.S. Bank. Uh, this is Doug Jamison. I'm the chairman and CEO of Harrison Harris Group, and I am listening to CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode number 264. How is a finance leader, are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, we're pleased to welcome back our friend Samuel Durgel of Durgel Executive Search. Here's some of what Samuel shared with us. I have found that CFOs that are candidates for CFO roles are not as diligent in their due diligence going into a job as they may be doing uh, an acquisition or a merger. It's very strange. They're, they're less rigorous in making career choices than they might be making business decisions for, their, for the company they work for. Listen to our complete interview with Samuel after these words from our sponsor. It's a question every growing business must answer. How do you scale your organization to accommodate growth while reducing risk? Sage Intech provides the instant visibility into deep operational and financial requirements that inform decision-making when scale is top of mind. By automating error-prone manual tasks and allowing your team to focus on the analysis of more accurate information, Sage Intech provides the visibility required to confidently scale your organization. Sage Intact is the only AICPA preferred provider of cloud financial management software. Hello, we're speaking to our friend and uh, return guest, Samuel Durgel of Durgel Executive Search. Samuel, welcome back. Thank you very much. How have you been now? Now, since the last time we spoke, you have your own uh, outfit rolling now. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, earlier this year, I uh, went in and created my own executive search firm, uh, still, still specializing in finance. Uh, however, I work with clients uh, across the board at the executive level. Well, uh, congratulations. I've always found the executive search interesting because you can really validate uh, the evolving role of the CFO and other trends because the boards or the management team that uh, enlist you to find their next CFO or other finance leaders are asking you to find someone with these specific skills or these specific experiences. They might be industry specific or business model uh, specific, but they're very revealing in terms of, uh, you know, the evolving roles out there. Can we begin by asking you what's new on the docket uh, when it comes to uh, skills and experience? What are you, what are you hearing? Uh, business continues to change and evolve. Um, so what they're looking for, companies don't stay static. The finance leader that they have in the business must be able to... I'm looking for that earth-shattering moment of clarity, <laughs> of insight here. Um, there's there's nothing new under the sun. Oh come on! I I don't believe it. You you have to share something new and different with us. 
when uh, when a company comes to me and says, Sam, we need your help, and, and they're willing to pay a significant fee for my assistance in helping them hire exactly what they want, they're looking for someone that they don't have to train. They're looking for someone who understands their business. They want someone who's been in their um, growth cycle um, before. They want someone who can off the cuff, day one, add value. That's what they're looking for. And each company has a different need. Yeah. And how realistic is that? I I know that's just an expression, day one, but I, I suspect you're thinking they want someone who has presence, someone who, uh, when they jump on a, on a management team, you know, others quickly look to them. In many, co- in many companies, yes, but again, tone from the top is set by the board and the CEO. And not every company, even though they're successful, uh, has that kind of leadership requirement from their CFO. It would be nice to say that every, every company is looking for a CFO who's dynamic and has presence and has leadership qualities and has, um, all, you know, the ability to, to, and the experience of working well with executives across the board in different areas. Um, it, when, you're, when you're hiring someone, you're hiring someone that's right for you. You're not hiring a CFO. You're hiring what's right for you. So where we come in, in the beginning is to assess what our clients really need, what they want, and help them um, meet with individuals who can um, solve their challenges. Now, we've talked about uh, the CEO-CFO chemistry in the past, and I, I think you're, uh, this involves that as well. Clearly, it's somebody who the CEO would have to feel comfortable with. Um, And I think that's maybe what you were getting at, where I was saying that you really want a leader, someone that others on the management team would look to. I think you were suggesting that, yes, but it's the CEO who is the ultimate leader. And, you know, the candidate we're looking for is someone who would understand how to uh, how to partner with that CEO. They're different CEOs. I mean, you know, we've we've come across different styles of CEO, and you know, some CEOs are um, work very well with an active management team that and gives them the room to be able to make decisions, uh, be involved, um, and have a dynamic impact on the business. There are other CEOs that are the buck stops here, and they act accordingly. But it, it it's just that's the way it operates. So any CFO going into a business needs to understand the dynamic of the CEO and, and, and how they're involved and how to work best with them. Uh, sometimes it's better not to go in with a CEO who doesn't fit your style. So where should CEO-CFO chemistry be ranked by CFO uh, job uh, seekers? Where would this rank? How big a challenge can this be? The constant challenge of CFOs from large companies to small companies is getting dealing with the CEO. That's the biggest number one challenge that is in all companies, all industries, all company sizes. Um, the, that's the number one challenge of the job, working with the CEO. It hasn't changed. It continues to be there. Um, and... 
CFOs that, that feel that they went into finance because they didn't like people are never going to make it to be a successful CFO if they can't deal with people and sometimes difficult people. And the most difficult person could be their CEO. From our past discussions, I I would say that frequently it could be the CEO. Uh, he, he or she has, you know, they either built the company or they're the, the person interested in moving the company forward. Um, the usually um, very opinionated, um, very smart, uh, and want things done their own way. That's just the way it is. Um, I would say the the, the worst CF, CEO for a CFO, in my experience, is someone that used to be the CFO. And they're always second-guessing you. Well, let's face it, too. Part of what the CFO has to understand how to do upon their arrival is to craft, uh, and, and I'm going to use the word narrative, which is uh, interestingly, we recently did a podcast with Randall Bolton, who wrote a book called Painting with Numbers. And he the book really talks about how CFOs are tasked with creating this narrative that helps communicate the numbers in a way um, that people can understand them. But let's face it, part of the challenge is also crafting a narrative and explaining the numbers in a way that uh, matches up against how the CEO looks at the world or understands the business. And uh, finding that common ground uh, might take time, might take some uh, rather involved discussions between the CEO and the CFO. So they, they they find sort of that common outlook and way of looking at the world. Yeah. Again, it, it's um, – I've never seen a situation that's the same. The, but what is the same is that CEOs and CFOs need to work together. They need to be on the same page. They need to understand each other and build trust and confidence. Um, and when it doesn't work, the CF leaves. Huh. Okay. So then what is it that a CFO seeking a new position must do? What is the mindset and what are, what's the sort of to-do list before accepting a position? When the CFO candidate is looking um, to... Uh, be hired by a company, they have to understand as much as possible the CFO, the C sorry, the CEO, the CEO's style, how they make decisions, how they work with the rest of the team, what they really need from the CEO, and why they're hiring the C, what what they really need from the CFO, and why they're hiring the CFO. There, how is the CEO going to work with the CFO? How do they want to work with the CFO? How often do they want to talk to each other? How, what information do, do, does the CEO need from the CFO? How quickly do they need it? What's the expectation? Sometimes we have CEOs that run around, do their business, and really are not interested in, in, in the details. And they say, okay, with CFO, you'll take care of all the details. And if there's something big, you'll come to me. Other CEOs are, I want to know everything. I want to sign every check. I want to know every invoice that goes through here. Um, you know, and that's the range of decision-making that CEOs 
go through. So CFO really has to know what they're getting into. I've spoken to CFOs many times uh, after they have their job and after they're in it. And more often than, than you would think, many of them say, boy, I wish I asked certain questions before. I wish I knew this about my CEO before. What kind of due diligence is a CFO candidate doing going into a new opportunity? I have found that CFOs that are candidates for CFO roles are not as diligent in their due diligence going into a job as they may be doing uh, an acquisition or a merger. It's very strange. They're, they're less rigorous in making career choices sometimes than they might be making business decisions for, their, for the company they work for. Would you have a recommendation uh, for CFO candidates as far as how to uh, garner that extra level of insight into the job? When, the C- when there's a CFO that's retiring and as part of um, the hiring process of the new C- CFO, uh, I think it's important that there can be frank discussions with this new CFO, with the old CFO and the potential new CFO. I, I, what I recommend to CFOs is that, especially if they're actively looking, um, if it doesn't smell good, if it doesn't smell like the right opportunity, don't take it. If there's something about the CEO um, or the company that you feel will not be a fit with you, don't go down that path. Um, you're just going to regret it. Trust your trust your gut. Trust your instinct. Um, if the CEO doesn't fit your style, um, it may not be a good choice to accept the, accept the job. There's another job out there. It has to feel good. It has to feel the business is in the right space where you're the right person to add value to it, not just that they need someone and you need a job. Do you ever uh, get concerned that certain CFOs might have built their career over you know, a 20-year period in a single company, and then that company gets acquired, and of course the CFO has to, for the first time, look outward and make the jump? Yes. These types of CFOs, uh, you know, they just haven't been thrown into these types of circumstances before. Is there any recommendation you make for those types of executives? Yes, that's one of the reasons why I wrote my book was is I was having discussions with first-time CFO job seekers, and the discussion was the same. So a key takeaway from my book is what to do when you're looking for a job uh, as the fir- as your first time as a CFO in transition, because a CFO in transition is a very different job than being a CFO. Uh, and if you've been a very good CFO for a very long time, uh, and you just by circumstance find yourself in between opportunities, uh, you've never done that. So you really need to know um, what's involved, how to get out there, how to network, how to have a conversation, um, and it's a sales job. I continue to say, people. why do people go into finance? They're afraid of the sight of blood, so they don't become a doctor, they don't like to argue, so they don't become a lawyer, 
they don't like to sell, so they don't go into sales. They're good with numbers and they like business. So I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take accounting. And then 20 years later, they have the opportunity to be CFO. Talent uh, competencies and uh, building talent competencies is something that we're beginning to get focused on for a number of our webinars that we'll be doing, talking to uh, finance executives about how they're building their teams. And I would imagine this is an area that you also offer services in as well uh, for Mm -hmm. some of your CFO clients. CFOs can only be successful if they have a team that can support them to allow them to do their job. The job of the CFO is not to uh, run finance as much as it's their job to ensure that finance is run as a department, as an organization, as a partner to the rest of the business. The CFO's day-to-day really needs to be at a higher level, helping the business make decisions and less about being in the numbers and being in the weeds. And this applies to businesses large and small. So for a CFO, their finance team can make them successful or help them fail. If you think about all the news stories of the last 15 years where um, there have been problems with the numbers of companies, um, especially public companies, where where their numbers didn't jive, um, even though the CFO signs off on on that now with Sarbanes-Oxley, the fact is that they're not doing the work. They need to make sure that they have the best finance team for their need. So the question that I ask CFOs is, what do you really need to do your job? And not every CFO takes the time to really try to understand what they want to do, what their what they need to get done, what their plan is to get there and what kind of support they need as a foundation to allow them to do their job. In the coaching that I would do for CFOs, the one-on-one work, I help them talk through and prepare a plan to get their job done. As part of that plan, understanding where their finance team is, where they need to be in the plan to get there, is critical. It's easy to talk about developing a finance team and leaders within the finance team. Yet, when CFO uh, when CFOs don't necessarily last that long in the top position, you know, I have a, an anecdote that says it's three years, but sometimes it's more and sometimes it's less. But within three years, if a CFO is going to stay in the job three years, how much can they really develop um, a team per se? They can certainly move people forward, but they can't develop a whole team and get them to the next level by by itself. The, the lieutenants of the CFO are key to be able to make that happen. Sometimes they may have the right lieutenants on board and only need some guidance in terms of where we want to take finance. Other times, a couple of lieutenants may need to be changed or added. That, and that's also an area where I have. 
let's face it, not everybody is a perfect fit. There may be circumstances that a CFO admires a, a particular member, but knows that perhaps they're ready to, you know, either take on a CFO role or they would be better suited for another organization. Most good CFOs know when they have top talent that um, they'd rather mentor them towards their next opportunity um, than, uh, than not. They would rather have a success in that and build the team around them. What they may ask a, a top performer to do is to stick around while some challenges are being met, dealt with or as we're building the team for the future um, and support them in their move forward. Yes, that's absolutely absolutely true. But I've also seen CFOs, and I've dealt with this directly because I've had to do the replacement, where you have CFOs that come in and you've had controllers that have been into, in, the, in the business for 20 years. They know a lot, yet, what's a diplomatic way to say it, they're hard people to work for. And they know not, not necessarily the kind of leaders that the CFO wants. But every three months, as a public company, they have to get the numbers out. And these people are key in getting the numbers out. So they continue to put up with poor behavior, poor leadership skills, and, and the finance team suffers and the CFO suffers um, because... You know, the, the positive things that the, that the CFO would like to do is being railroaded by the person that's been there for a very long time and says, well, we don't do it, do things these way, this way. Uh, that's not an unusual circumstance, I would think. No, very much not so. So the, the, the challenge and the question is for, you know, a new CFO uh, is, well, what do you, how are you going to make that change? You know, going back to a previous conversation we had as to what is uh, uh, a CFO candidate looking at a, at a new CFO role um, has to assess is how much um, freedom will they have to create the team that they need so that they can be successful. Uh, sometimes that question is not asked, and sometimes uh, it's very painful. And afterwards, when you've had you go to an environment where making those kinds of changes is not easy and sometimes impossible. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. For those finance executives that are uh, hoping to be finance leaders in the future and are building uh, their careers, is there a question or uh, that you would pose to them to make sure they're getting the mentoring and adding the skills uh, that'll be needed? If a finance person is doing a job day in, day out, um, and just getting the job done, 
um, and, and I really don't care at what level, um, they are not ready to become CFO. A CFO has to have uh, experience and capability in dealing with uh, challenge, challenging situations, challenging people, and moving uh, the ball forward. Um, it, a CFO who's just taking care of the numbers is an accountant. A CFO that is helping the business make business decisions uh, is a real CFO. And so for someone who's moving up the ranks, giving them the opportunity to deal with challenging situations and help make business decisions, working with other um, departments, whether it's operations or sales or marketing, um, and, and providing value over and, and above just getting the numbers out, that's how you move into the CFO role. Samuel Dergal, thank you for joining us on CFO Thought Leader. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you again soon. Likewise, Samuel. Good to have you with us. Hi, it's Jack. At CFO Thought Leader, we're interested in hearing from you. We want to find out what you would like to hear more of or less of. And so we've created an ever so short survey in order to learn from you. The survey is now available right on CFOthoughtleader.com's homepage. It's open to career finance executives of every rank. Meanwhile, it's that time of year again. CFO Appreciation Day is quickly approaching and we are once more firing up our kiln and making our CFO Thought Leader Mug 2019 edition available to survey takers who enlist two or more of their finance team members to complete the survey. We'll mail you our also coveted CFO Thought Leader Mug at zero cost. So visit us at CFOthoughtleader.com and give us an earful. We would greatly appreciate it. Some rules and restrictions may apply.